there. Uh, uh, there you go. Leave it on a prayer. Left, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. All right, welcome to Mind Your Own Small Business, the show that is uh, better than a coffee break, cheaper than therapy. My name is Brian. This is Michael. Returning. Great to have you as always. And pepperoni. And it's Thomas. Thomas. I, I am. I am Thomas. Um, I Thomas. Am. need to clap. Oh yeah, we need to clap. Oh, do you know we've done it like midway through the episode the last two times, and it's, it's great. I can never find it. <laughs> um, yes, I already started the recording on the other two. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, product development, building brands, all that jazz. Yeah, we'll just see, see, where the, see where the day takes us. How do we know when the client tells us what they want, what, what they, they really, really, really want. want, and then how do we build what it is that they want, that they really, really want. That is really hard because sometimes <laughs> the client tells you what they want and you give them what they want and they're like, meh, I could take it or leave it. I found a lot of times clients don't know what they want. Yes. Yeah. It's, you get the, I'll know it when I see it, garbage. That is, that is infuriating. Yeah, and it never comes. We can't guess. But, so? <laughs> they, they always come in acting like they know what they want, though. Yeah. Well, well and that they're the experts on, on how to get it pull done. That on my head. No, I try to shake it away from the microphone. <laughs> and then, and then when you uh, you actually make it and you you meet all of their specifications, they're like, mm. <laughs> wasn't quite what I was looking for. Uh, I'm not gonna pay you for any of that. And you're like, <laughs> I once had somebody ask me to. I was in uh, for a brief time did uh, work in the service industry, mm-hmm. and I had a uh, the program director of this particular establishment told me they wanted a party that could feed like 30 people mm-hmm. and they said i don't care what kind of food we prepare for them and i was like oh pizza pizza comes to mind pizza feeds people really easy and it's a party food like it kind of like hits all the buttons and the client said i don't care so they come in early we had opened the shop for them they come in um, before opening hours, and I have the pizzas ready, and they're like, we didn't want pizza. And I was like, Burf. It's too late now. I, well, I was like, they're like, what else can you get us? And I was like, at the time, it was only me in, uh-huh. the, in, the, in the shop or in the, in the venue. And I was like, in my head, I was like, burgers? And I was like, that's 30 burgers if they want just one. And it's kids, right? It's like probably 10 to 12-year-old kids. And I was like, Wait, did you already have the pizza? Yeah, it was already made. Everything. Everything. And they said, we don't want that now. So what did you end up doing with pizza for 30 people? Oh, yeah. So I had I had four pizzas because I was like, that's a, a slice per, but we'll cut them, you know, thinner and this and that. Mm-hmm. We had that for lunch as the employees. It was like, hey, lunch is on work today, literally. So I made... I made, ended up making like 38 burgers, I think is what I made, because they came in a pack of 16, mm-hmm. and I did uh, two packs and then had to open another one. But And then the client was miffed that lunch was late, and I was just like, I'm sorry. When you said, and I this is exactly what I said. I said, I'm sorry. When you said you didn't care what food. I thought you meant you didn't care. I said, I assumed pizza because it could feed a lot of people. She's like, no, we don't like pizza. And I was like. 
You don't care except for people. You didn't tell us that. This information would have been important at the outset. No, I, yeah. So well, that's one of the reasons. Her name I, wasn't Karen, but I really wish it was. <laughs> it would have been thematic. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's part of the reason I got out of custom wallets is because I had several people leave me really bad reviews because I, I said, make sure the image is crisp. Someone sent me an image that wasn't crisp. And so I just put it on the wallet because that's what they gave me. And they're like, this is crap. And I'm like, well, that's because you gave sent me, me crap. crap. Like, that is your image on the wallet. Like, you want to see where it's from? Look what you sent me in the email. And uh, so they gave me a bad review on that. And then another person, the image was like two millimeters smaller than another image that I had made. And they were upset that it, it was too small. But that was because they put big, there was a big white bear, uh, border around what it was. And so it's one where it's like, you send me the image, I'll put it on the wallet. I put their image on the wallet. And they're like, this isn't what I wanted. And it's... it's What's interesting, I think, about that is... Uh-huh. So... We sell. We had the same wallet listing. Up. Yes. You sell yours through. Are we saying that channel? Yeah, we can. No, Etsy. We can. And then I used to. That's true. You used to sell it through Etsy, and you still currently sell it through Amazon. Yes. Never any feedback, positive or negative. However, yeah. but nobody on the Amazon custom wallets that we sent to them have ever been. This is great, or this is awful. Mm-hmm. So then, what do you at that point? You just figure your, your product is kind of meh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's if just it's, like, you're not getting any negative. I think fact. it meets expectations. At yeah. That point, so if right? you get it, you're like, this isn't amazing. So I'm not going to say anything. It's not horrible. I'm not going to say anything. So they just use it. And yeah, uh, I guess the only comment I did have is somebody thought that the RLG logo was the example of what oh the logo could be, and so when they wanted. Eggplant, eggplant, mamacita, eggplant, eggplant on it. Oh, Remember I, that one? It was it was Gigi. I wasn't gonna say that because you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> yes, that was the one. <laughs> Good old mamacita. <laughs> I thought it was giggity giggity from like uh, like like Family Guy. Yeah. Because it was eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> All I can think is is uh, quagmire. Anyway, they reached out. They're like, I thought the RLG. I was like, oh, actually, I had I had Chat GPT write a response, a response to that. I copied like, no. theirs. It says write a response to that, and it busted it all out of like, unfortunately, this and that. We apologize. And I took out the the part, and there was like. If if you're still not happy, let us know. We'll <laughs> refund it. I you, you I omitted delete. that. Yeah, <laughs> like, nah, they they didn't respond back. Wow. So so I I think the other thing that this is uh, it depends on where you're selling something. Oh, that's true. Depending on on the, mm. the 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 caliber or the I don't want to call it caliber of customer, but. The customer expectation yeah. is yeah. different yeah. on the site. So, when they right? approach you. Like yeah. So, Amazon for example. Amazon versus Etsy. Walmart. Huge Walmart. Different. Yeah. You know, Amazon, Walmart. I mean, because it's a different clientele that wants a different experience. And it might be the same cross clientele, but what they're expecting from Etsy is arguably something that's very custom and that is, you know, notably handmade or whatever they want, you know, mm-hmm. no, notably craft of some sort. Whereas on Amazon, I mean, people spend you spend money on Amazon indiscriminately pretty much all of the time. But when you get something off of Amazon, you expect it to come like it came out of a press machine, like pink, pink, pink. That's exactly true. Exactly perfect. Cutter. Yeah, so any any flaw, even in the packaging sometimes, so somebody's like, hmm, I don't think so. Yeah. And so, like, I wanted to, so I'll pick on uh, Michael. Michael does fabrication, 
and he is um, he works with a lot of custom stuff in a lot of very high end homes. Um, what do you see? there when you show up Dude. with a, a staircase or a, a mantelpiece or something that... well there's been a lot of times we try to curb that a little bit right because you want you want to know for sure that what i'm going to build is going to be what a customer wants so when i show up you know on a job site they don't go mm, that's not what we wanted we don't want that handrail to look like that hopefully we've sorted that out because we have an approval process yeah. that we've built right so Somebody contacts me, like just the other day, I, I actually walked into a store in town, and they said, you work at the metal fabrication place, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, can you make stainless steel countertops? And I said, absolutely. I said, but we don't make them, like they're not going to be like the perfect ones with the lines in it exactly right, because those are very expensive, and it's really hard to make. So we do this other finish on it, and it's like scratch-proof and, you know, fingerprint resistant and he's like oh i love that i like the idea of that and it's easily maintained right so then i went back to the office and i cut a sample and i finished it the way you know he the way we talked about it. and i took it to him and he goes mm, that's not exactly what i wanted <laughs> so if i would have just made his countertop based on the conversation thinking that you were golden because he said he wouldn't have been happy man that's so i don't, I don't know i what what I'm trying to think. Ooh, I have. Or you, you, well, I'm forming my thought. You, you say what you're going to say. So we could, we could, I want to interject this here because I'll probably forget it. But mm -hmm. so if we need to come to yours and then address mine, that's fine. Do we, as people that have been in an industry with customers, are we more lenient when we're making purchases? Ooh. Or are we as strict and stringent as the people whom we are servicing? Here's with me. So I my my thought is is gone. It's in the ether. But Excellent. going for yours, <laughs> going for yours. I when I buy something, I don't care if it's not exactly what I want because I will make it that. So you're saying hmm. if it comes imperfect, you will then make it perfect. Yes. So you're more willing to accept that something might not be exactly the way you envisioned it when you ordered it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I and and like. What I usually have a task or something that I need to fill, and then if it doesn't fill that, I will make it work. And so, like, I'm I'm one that like it just needs to not be broken. If it's not broken and it does everything that it says in the description, I'll take it. And even if it doesn't, and I can find a workaround, then I'm I'm happy. But like, I'm I'm very easy when it comes to like my expectations when I buy stuff. But that's also because I'm also a bargain shopper, so I'll, right. I'll find ways to to save a buck by by getting something. But then I also have just a bunch of tools so I think and stuff. Price has a lot to do with that. If I go to Harbor mm -hmm. Freight and I buy a hammer there, I realize that the handle is probably going to fall off of there in two weeks. Where if I go get on the Snap-on truck and I buy a four hundred dollar hammer, that thing better last me the rest of my life, and it better be perfect. But Harbor Freight comes with a lifetime guarantee, so you can get a free hammers for the rest <laughs> But of I know what to Harbor. expect if I'm going there. That's true. That's true. So which then rolls backwards into perceived value. I yeah. mean, it's just yeah. funny how we circle. I would mm. never spend more than $20 on a hammer. Anyone who does, I, I don't understand Hang on. Them. It's, no, go ahead. I was going to say, it's cra okay, it's crazy until you yes. use one. So, like... I have because most of my hammers around it's my house a are chunk of metal no, on a stick. Mm -mm, it's no. Not. 
my kids, I because I, I have yeah. lots of boys and they they're building things all the time. We have a lot of Harbor Freight hammers. Okay. Yes. And that's that's fine. That's great. I have a full formed metal steel hammer that I literally found underneath a shed mm-hmm. when we were bulldozing things. It is still my favorite hammer. It's probably a hundred to one hundred and twenty dollar hammer. Um, if I were to buy it brand new today. And this thing is at least 15, 20 years old. And it's still because. And I, it was buried under a shed. And it was buried under a shed. Like it was. You were a pirate. It was. <laughs> Would you buy one? So have, having used it, if something happened to it, and you're like, oh, nothing's the same. Would you go out and buy it? Would you spend the 120 on it? Or would you go to Harbor Freight and get another cheap one? I, honestly, I'd probably do something in between. Because that's what I do with my shovel. So oh. I have a, I, again, you can go out and get a shovel for 10 bucks, right? And go down to, to the, the ranch store or whatever, you know, Walmart and get yourself a shovel. Um, I found a full metal shaft uh, shovel that um, I actually really, really enjoy. And it was not a $100 shovel that like some of my other buddies and franchers that I know use, but it was not a $10 shovel. It was about in between. Um, then it was stolen by um, a, a meth, head. meth head at my campsite that I owned. <laughs> and <laughs> at my KOA. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and so now I have a new one. But yeah, I, it would probably be in between um, mm-hmm. because it's definitely one of those, you know, looking for a good deal. But um, I think that as we're kind of roping this one back, where if you say, are we more lenient or are we, um, I'm kind of strict on my stuff. If it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, mm. it, I understand if it's, you know, like, let's say this, this little, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm touching the, uh, for those who are just listening, the, uh, the, the, the holder, the mic stand. Okay. It, this mic stand moves, right. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly quiet and it holds it where the mic, wherever I want it to go. So now you're further, now you're closer, now you're further, now it's you're closer. so weird to the audience. Um, <laughs> and it's fine. It works. And this was an, it's, it's, I'm guessing, fairly inexpensive piece of, of, uh, of equipment. Came free with the microphone. Um, came free with microphone. Um, so it works. But I've also had times where I've gone out and purchased something, and like one of the springs just never lets it go a certain direction. And it's like, or I have a mic stand that just doesn't stand up right. Mm-hmm. You put the mic on it, the thing falls over. And I go, that's just let it do what it says it's supposed to do. Even if it's kind of, you know, shoddy. If it was loose and shoddy, yeah, okay, I understand. Like, I can, it was a cheap mic stand. But if it doesn't hold the microphone, then therefore it's, it's done. But mm-hmm. then at roping it back, what do you guys think we should do as when we're doing product development? You made a great comment, Michael, about, um, you know, uh, giving that sample to him, which probably took you some time to finish it and cut it and, and make it look good. Um, then did you, and did most you of, lose most them Most of what customer? we do is, is digital, right? So mm-hmm. somebody sends a thing over and I make a quick rendering of what it could look like and I send it to them and they say, yeah, that's great. And then when we show up, you know, most of the time they like it. Sometimes it's kind of, you probably experience this with people on Amazon. They're like, oh, I didn't know the shoes would have these little tiny little seams around oh the outside. Oh my gosh, yes. Like you've talked about that before. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's like people rough. just like, well, the, the picture didn't show that, and you didn't have it in your description. So what, what are they really unhappy with? So, when they got the product, did they feel like this was less value than 
I wanted to pay for it, and now I'm going to nitpick it and find something wrong with it to send it back? Or do they look at it and go, you know what, I don't care. It's keeping me from getting the Ronies in the shower, so. Uh, I, I think it's actually, my because of my cynical nature, having worked customer service so long, I think it is as much of they want to return it so they make up an excuse as there's oh, anything actually wrong. That's what with I'm getting it. at. I think that that actually happens a lot. I don't think that I would have done that, but maybe I have at some point. But I also think uh, price and the type of product you're 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 buying factors into it. I think if you have a a high end product, you have high expectations. Or I think also if. Uh, let's say if you're gonna if you go to Walmart and you buy a Walmart caliber product, mm-hmm. okay, you have kind of an expectation of what this product is gonna be. Will it last forever? Probably not, right? The whole the whole Harbor Freight thing. Mm-hmm. But if you buy a if you buy a two hundred dollar item, I think you you expect the I think the caliber of the client that comes with those things is. A different type of per- caliber so, client. So not someone who necessarily is going to Walmart, but someone who, if you have a person who buys luxury items and then goes to Walmart, they might still have the luxury item mindset when they buy a cheap Or they might thing. look at it and say, you know, I'm at Walmart and I know I'm buying something that isn't going to probably yeah. last me as long as I want it to. I'm buying an end table for my, you know, for my for guest my house. Or my daughter's college exactly. dorm room. And I need it to last a year. And when I'm done... The crockpot's gonna go in the trash or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. There's, there's that, but also they. I've I've found some people with that mindset who are like that when they get the crockpot when there's something slightly off with it, they expect like the the quality control you get with something more high end, and so they're more likely to return it because like this isn't perfect out of the box. There's this. It's dinged. It's scratched. Like the box looks like it's been dropped. X Y Z. Um, you'll have people return it, but that's because they have this this like luxury or, or premium item mindset when they're buying budget items, which is also another thing that's that's really interesting. I don't know, like pivoting just a little bit, like bringing this back to like customer mindset, like when I'm selling on Etsy, one of the things that I find most interesting is, so we have an item that it, it sells really well at the beginning of the year. And we tried to remove as much of the customization options as possible um, because we're making 50, 60 plus a week. Right. Um, but you still have these people who, who are preachers like, oh, hey, can you change this on it? And we're like, we'd be more than happy to, but after Easter because it's a Easter-themed thing. And like a lot of people are like, well, why can't you just do that? And it's, it's not It's going to take you 10 minutes. <laughs> yes yes it is then you do it we sell the digital files just buy a laser engraver and do it yourself you know what you you could do you should do a or you could do an affiliate link to a Glowforge. <laughs> there you go send there them go. that link oh, and man. say here's the file so so here's <laughs> give a really them good the file for free because they'll click on the Glowforge, Glowforge. and then we get the ten dollar commission or whatever or so, so here's a question so would you rather sell um a one dollar, a hundred of a one dollar product, or one of a hundred dollar product. Ooh, quality versus quantity. What? I mean, it's a it's a legit question, right? 
Wait, so that so I'm just Ayo. Say, that was cool. Oh, it's falling apart. It is. Most of the product development I've done. Hang on, where did you get that garbage? <laughs> you take that back. That's Amazon. Not okay, How come you didn't put holes in the wall? <laughs> right. <laughs> if I could have put tacks in the wall, it would have been so much easier. I know. Go ahead. So most of the products I've development have been uh, developed have been for high end product, uh, high, high end, end applications, high end applications, and so we end up building less of them but at a lot higher quality and a lot higher price. So my vision on this is this is a grass is greener. This is a very much a grass is greener conversation because we have an item that is definitely a quantity, right? Mm-hmm. It's a good quality item, but it is definitely quantity. And we move a ton of these. And I had a colleague of mine that was like, man, we just need to find our shower sandal item. Now, they were selling an item that the margins were very, very large on, and it was a higher a higher price item. So I, um, you know, he saw what I was doing and was like, well, I want to be in that camp. I looked at what he was doing. And I was like, wow, how amazing to put one thing in a box and make $100 every time you put a label on something instead of you make $3 every time you put a label on something. And there was that kind of, again, that grass is greener thing because he saw my volume, I saw his margins, and we kind of met at an impasse because it it just, it, it isn't there. And I think there's space for both, but... Uh, I, I sell both. And so the thing is, is that I'm trying to think which one I like more. Because, so this dice is 120 sometimes they'll go on sale for 20 percent off and so we sell it for just about 100 bucks for those who are listening that is a floating d20 dice a 20-sided die that looks like it is floating available at floating d20.com at floating booms in the way well they can see it off that mic Oh. Or that one. Uh, so it's a microphone right there. Yeah, that, but, 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 there's a mic on it. They can it's see you through camera. the microphone. Um, and so so that one is is 120. Uh, profit margins are are really good, but it's about three days manufacturing approximately. <coughs> um, and then we have our smaller items, which is one day manufacturing. And so for the Mark Cubans out there, we are looking for investors. Oh yeah, I I, I yeah. if you think three days is too long. We agree with you. Yes. Come help us out. <laughs> we're, we're trying to change the manufacturing process, but I need to get through the first quarter. So. Yeah, first quarter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. That's a problem. That's a good problem to have. So, uh, so with that, if, if, if I could stop and just do one, I, I don't... What would you, yeah, what would you choose? Right? Yeah. See, because you were, you were about to... I'm guessing. I'm assuming he something. He was narrowing in. But I'm going to say, you were about to say. I'd follow with money. But like, let's say but both of them are making the same amount of money. I, okay. I, my guess is that right now your answer is tainted because of the trenches you've been in making your, that product you have that yeah. you're doing right now. Uh-huh. I also remember when you were in the trenches doing that product during the holiday season. And I was infuriated by so, it. So try to set both of those aside. Give us your honest answer. And whatever you say is etched in stone. <laughs> and you will have to do it. Tell us what you feel. I, I, 
The truth is, I don't have strong opinions either way. I no! That is such no. a Thackeray thing what to a, say. Come on. Come on. That is such no, a Thackeray thing to say. No, because the thing is, is okay, that it's so, both hard work. Neither one. I, I would literally follow the money. Whichever one made me more money is the one that I would do. Oh, my goodness. So, Which one would you do? So the I'm, dice. You would do the dice. 100%. Every day. Every day. 100%. Why Every is day. that? It's cool. That it, it, it is cool. I, I okay. agree with that. So I, I, it, but taking the coolness factor out, let's say that you had to do something that just was expensive and took a long time or something that was small that took less time, but you had to pack more of it in a day. Which one Oh, hang do? on, though. Does that mean that you're even making more money? Because if it's expensive, it takes a long time, or inexpensive, it takes a short time. Are you actually making the same amount of money on either one? It just one takes you three days, one okay. takes you one think day. Okay, think about a, a sculptor. He's very for, heated. For think about, a, to be able to think about a sculptor for a minute, uh-huh. right? Okay, so the house that we bought when we were a kid, there was a guy that lived there, and he spent like five years making almost no money making this sculpture. Yes. Of this horse that was absolutely incredible. And he was almost done with it when we bought the house because Uh he found a buyer for it and he sold that thing for millions of dollars. Yes. Not kidding. Uh Right. And I mean, he starved the entire time until that. The entire time. Ramen. Ramen it up. (laughs) Right. So, but then it put his name out there and now he does one sculpture every two years. Well, that's all he needs to sell. One every year if he wants to. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot for him. Now, if he could make that same amount of money by doing, like, it's doing 52 smaller sculptures, but still making the $2 million, ooh, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I Right now, I'm just making enough to survive, and so I, I will sell as many dice or Easter tombs as I need to in order to keep food on the table, but okay, so I, I, Thomas knows a little bit about this. I, I decided a few years ago that I was going to work just for myself. I wasn't going to do mm-hmm. s- just do side work. I was going to just, just work for myself. And I was so bogged down with doing custom jobs for every person that came along that wanted something drawn up or designed that I never was able to use the money that I had set aside to build products for myself mm-hmm. to sell those products. And, you know, it was difficult. And it was like, this isn't working. I got to find a job. So, what I'm hearing is that your life, your situation in life is a direct influencer in the choice you make. The choice you make. Because, Ooh. like you said, you're you're starting out in your business right now. You're like, I just need to get food on the table, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna chase whatever gives me the greatest amount of food. Not that you're a foodie, but mm-hmm. I realized as it left my mouth that that was maybe a poor example. Just but money. we're rolling with it. For <laughs> he's the same thing. You're like, oh man, I'm in a position where I was doing something on my own. I had maybe a little more free time in the beginning, and then it just got down to the of it. And you're I like, I got to make the money. I got to make the so money. So I'll go to North Dakota for two weeks at a time for, you know, over six month period. Yeah. Hmm. So this is something <laughs> when I do entrepreneurial coaching, um, now, spoiler, all of us that are here, we all have families. We all are, we are married individuals with 
children. And therefore, we have this responsibility, this nagging feeling that we are supposed to feed them and clothe them and take care of them and put a, a roof over their head, etc. Provide, preside, and protect. <laughs> there you go. We have this nagging feeling. No actual. We can all just, <laughs> like, leave our families <laughs> and go move to the Bahamas or something. But we feel that we have to. When I do entrepreneurial coaching, uh-huh. um, which, uh, you know, I have... I've done this for both brick and mortar institutions and individually. I get a lot of folks that are either um, young and unmarried or newly married or, you know, they don't have any kids. And oftentimes they approach and they're like, oh, well, I can't do this because I don't have the money. I don't have the ability. I don't have, or I, it's really, I don't have the money, right? I don't have the money. I don't have the money. We, we, I don't have the, I have to work this other job to make sure there's food on the table. And I said, look, at this point in your life, you are two independent individuals that can make enough money to barely scrape by. That is the best time to try and open up a business. It's the best time to try and start a product because how many of our decisions at this table are so heavily influenced with that nagging feeling that we have to feed these microhumans that we made with our loins, okay? Like goblins. That's... (laughs) So that's an issue that we run into, and it, 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 you know, well, we need to make sure we have a house that's big enough or a house that's nice enough. We have to make sure that our kids have, have their, their, their braces or their teeth or their, their health or what other, other ancillary items that kids need all the time, like food. But I feel like, you know, that, that, that taints our, um, our, perspective. Dis- our perspective and our decision-making. Um, so like you, you know, when you were unemployed, that was something that we talked about, not unemployed, sorry, when you were working for yourself. See, and that's a stipulation that we need to stop that entrepreneurship is just unemployed with an idea, even though it is. So I, when I first year I said I was professionally unemployed. Oh, there you go. I mean, I had a lot of ideas, things Uh I would have loved to develop, but in the end, it just came down to, to it. Just, I was just, I was doing a lot of, uh, consulting work. That was just barely paying my bills. But taking so much of your time. Taking it a took, huge amount of time. You had people that you worked for time that money. just ate up your life. Ate up my life. time. You, you had, did, well, and part of that was setting boundaries. You know, I, I, That's fair. I'm better at setting boundaries now than I was then. But, but uh, no, I, I think that that does taint what's happening there. I, looking at me and, and what I've done through... Mm-hmm. Um, Selling one thing, so me personally, I like selling a multitude of items and making not the lowest, smallest shrink, but kind of in between. We're having a medium margin product with a medium volume um, because that sculptor you were talking about that took you know a year or two years to sculpt out this horse that, yeah. Now, did he have a buyer when he started it? No. Okay, so he how, starts how did, this. How did he? Live for a year or two. Uh, well, he just no picked money. up odd jobs, I'm sure, just oh. here and there and little things. And then he made it. And, and every then... waking minute that he had that wasn't focused on making putting food on his table, he was making a sculpture. That that is that is a, a sense of drive and purpose that you see rarely in individuals. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. I would every day wake up and say, "But what if you I'm love sculpting?" It didn't matter to me. I. I'll, Go ahead. I'll throw a little tension in there. I'd argue that you do that now. Don't we all do that? Yes. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, that hurt. Okay. 
We, we do. We work like hard a good hurt. Sorry, that was a good hurt. No, I, I was gonna say like, don't we? Don't we every day like oh. wake up and like the grind of mm-hmm. I gotta do this. I gotta do this with the eventual promise of a payday. Yeah, I boom yeah. second Trebek. Yeah, but we we do it short term because like I I get a short see my, term. No, I get to see my that's your whole life. Oh, that's true. Oh man. Okay, hang on though. Hang on though. I have a buyer. <laughs> like I have. Well, I, I buyers for the small things, but no. So this is this comes down that's, to the whole. Then are like those the odd jobs. That's your the grind. Are you smart? Oh. Is the odd job. That's your grind. Oh my goodness. That's so it's like the everyday. The like I just got to keep doing resin, it. No, that's way. our sculpture. Right. That's what that that oh was Oh my goodness. That's yeah. that's the change that's, that's the change up as my sculpture. So I think the oh I think the gosh. apple fries is my I think that's my sculpture. So you're you're working your odd jobs with the hope that when like your apple fries would take off and you'll make your millions you make or your big you'll, one. you'll whatever Well and even so I oh. joke that I have two different I have two different LLCs. I have Bruce Distributing, which is my my shoes and my sandals and, and the and the, the distribution and the three PL stuff. Also my nine to five. And also yes. Yes, and the man nine to five. Oh man. <laughs> well works work, works for the man, but he's also he's also a partner in the company. Um, works for the man. And number two, <laughs> I have Thomas LLC. And that's kind of has these other things. And so when you look at like my wealth distribution, like what is the wealth of, of Thomas Scott? That wealth is is comparably larger. But when you look at, if you want to go, you know, walk down to the bank and take a look at what kind of money I have in the bank. Oh, yeah. It's low. Like it's it's not big. I don't pull big payouts. I don't pull big numbers. Um, it's a, a lot of it is in assets and that's really interesting because yeah, the, the sandals have always been my, you know, kind of like that, that grind, um, uh-huh. not really a grind cause I still enjoy, like I yeah, enjoy what yeah, I do, yeah. but, but in the end I look at all these other things and go, you know, like my campground, Teton Corners, my, my, my Riverside, mm-hmm. uh, Airbnb, that's something I'm really excited about having, and it's it's kind of my new sparkly thing, and we'll see mm-hmm. how long that lasts. But that adds to my overall just wealth generation um, and my asset portfolio versus. But in the last five years, I've seen you become much more diversified. I've become yeah, yeah. incredibly more diversified. And I've got one stream of revenue. That's but it. that that's yeah, that's but pretty we're working. Common, to, we're, yeah, but I'm working on things, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I, there's things that are burning. You're working right? two years on your horse. Oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> this is this is a book idea. We gotta we gotta write a book on this. Tell, sculpting tell your horse. Yeah, yeah, sculpting your horse. <laughs> Moo. Moo. <laughs> Oh my goodness! No, no, I got I got things in the in the fire. You know, I got I got yeah. other irons in the fire, but they're just not generating flame yet. So, so ten minute warming for you. Yes. So, no, I'm so. I'm watching. If you guys keep going, that's fine too. I that's uh, that's totally fine. I I gotta go. We, we I gotta do some entrepreneurial time. coaching. Uh, I got a one a one fifteen. So I'm gonna go help a gentleman who I is would suggest. And we could you could edit this in post. What if this is the cliffhanger for part two? Part two. Dig it. It's only thirty six minutes though, minus whatever we did at the beginning. Sorry. I know, but I feel like the way that this conversation is heading, like we're we're at a good point to where we like made this like breakthrough aha moment mm-hmm. and can, could we honestly conclude it without 
Thomas here. I don't think we could. No, we have ten minutes. So, so let's 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 move towards a <laughs> move. Thackeray Square. <laughs> well, we we still have to wrap up the episode, and and now we only have uh, eight minutes. So we find some way to ramp. Find us everywhere podcasts are made. Tumblr, 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 Grinder. Oh no! No, I. But which is really interesting that we evolved to this point because this was not where I thought this 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 episode was. Yeah, you're gonna go product development. How yeah, we pick it is product development. Because I want to know it's a much deeper dive. It is. It you're is. welcome. Well, okay. That's why I like doing these podcasts is because yeah, where go. where we end up is always really fun. I want to know processes. I want to know. So in the future, next either next one or whatever, whenever we have oh, Michael back, processing. For I sure. want to. I want to hear about processes because I have a very specific process that I run through. I would love to yeah. hear. I think this would be great because all three of you establish some sort of ADD qualities, and I have none of those. <laughs> Mine is like like just organized chaos. I've been sending Anthony ADD things. <laughs> it's been so funny. So he funny. He doesn't get it. Right? I don't. It, I look at it, I'm just like, that's pure hell. And, uh, you start sending those to me, then I'll appreciate them. You will. That's, oh my god, that is fascinating to me. ADD versus have... ADHD, same thing. See, we're getting off. To the, That's that. right. No, but I will have to no, but you want to talk about processes? I'm, I am, I would I'm, love. I'm to loaded for process because um, I think about my when process is not nearly that complex. Ne- neither, neither is mine. Mine is very free flow on on setting. I don't it up. understand how you just said yours is chaos. Yeah. Free flow Free is flow. Chaos. 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 Oh, boy. There we go. Oh, we're going to have another argument. Love versus... Free flow snow. is chaos. Soylent green is people. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but but so free flow just means that, like, you just let it happen. Like, so is a river chaotic? Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Whoa! <laughs> Look at his riverfront property. A river A river is... Now, it's... It, it has a path. It has any, a path that's always changing. And the, the level is always changing. Minusculely. It's chaos. The direction. No. It's chaos and it's Look at a river in Google Maps. It is fascinating. Okay, everywhere we're at, like right now, the river used to be right here. Okay. I'm not... The direction that it goes... Yes. There, there, are, there are some... Well, there's like, the on. principles. Boop. That was the pen, because that one... <laughs> That that's a that's a whole creative, topic. okay. So you need to you need to write that one down that, that we need rivers to go creative creative no process and then, river, and then or, uh, rivers are chaos. Rivers are chaos. River, rivers are chaos. No, and we're not talking about yeah, what, we're not right. talking about River we're Phoenix. Fade to black. Good he's, he's pretty chaotic too though. River Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Gonna be good because so, or Rivers Como also. So I'm oh. I am super. So the the love versus skill one hasn't it, it will be out by the time this episode is, but it's not out for everyone else. And I am fascinated to see what the world thinks about. Oh, that I podcast. agree. I really do, and I'm okay being the, the especially heel. here. I the, the what the heel? I was gonna say the odd man out, but way yeah. to put a label on me. Okay, you can do that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it's gonna be. I think it's just like just like that little instance into the chaos, like. <laughs> the example like I thought of was one a river. One of these things is not like the other. Yeah, and I was like, oh, what's the one thing that I don't think is chaos? Oh, a river. So is a river chaotic? And all three of you are like, oh, hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> most, most definitely. Okay, so we have, uh, is a river chaotic? And what was the other one that you wanted me to do? Processes? Oh, yeah, that's well, that, that's it. Because it'll fall yeah. into process. Okay, it'll fall into process. It'll fall into process because... We think. Yeah, in theory. 
I can guide. I can guide the. I can guide the conversation. We're gonna go into process, and then it's gonna evolve into chaos, and then it's gonna evolve into butterfly effect, (laughs) and boom. And then who knows where we'll end up? Yeah, time travel. Establishing processes is number one on the list, though. So, all right. So what I I, to bring back kind of what we had going here and throw it out on the table because I've kind of been the self-appointed one to do that. You have. You. It's a. It's a role you play well. I am. Yeah. When, so, when we start arguing, yeah, you <laughs> I'm the mitigator. Yeah. I'm Judge Judy. Dad so. comes in. <laughs> dad. 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 Um, as long as you don't call me daddy, I'm good. So. <laughs> could ruin that. They ruined that, didn't they? Yeah. yeah you they can't did. be like, you go to, you know, some kid comes up Where's in the store dad? and is like, daddy, where is it? It's like, don't call me that. So. <laughs> This idea that when you're creating the, the, the product, making sure that, that there are, are, you know, especially in custom, but anything that essentially look at what the customer, show the customer what it is before you commit to them being a customer mm-hmm. and then you'll be safer. I think that was one point that came out of, the, out of the, the beginning. And then also the concept that customers don't necessarily know what they want mm. and, uh, and you have to kind of create kind of something. Guide them. Uh, one of the people that I I, I walk beside coach them. Mm-hmm. help them find their the way. way help them find their way this is the here way. in Montana this, <laughs> this is, is the, way. the way he said give them what they want and then show them what they need mm. Ooh. Mm. and that was something that when he he taught me that this was me teaching you know coaching somebody he said that and I just He's like this that is made mine sense now. yeah I totally took it yeah I'm sure he took it from someone else. But yeah, no give, give them what they want, but then show them what they need. If they want a website, you give them a website, but show them once you have them in what that website needs to be successful or show, you know, well, I, let's say they really wanted that set shiny countertop and you're like, that's going to scratch within hours. So you show them what they want and then you give them, you end up giving them what they need. Anyway, I love it. All right. So thank you so much for watching. Uh, This podcast is available anywhere audio podcasts are available. Video is available on Rumble and YouTube. Check us out Wednesdays. Um, And I'm going to Hawaii next week. So yay. Fun. For those not knowing, it sucks here. It just snowed like. And rain. Oh, it's raining now. Oh, it's it's, raining now. Uh, Oh, it's. it's, The roads were horrendous coming in. That's bad. But yeah. Awful. Thank you so much for watching. Peace out. Until next week. Out. I was sure we could have gone. Gosh, we could have gone. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. No, don't be sorry. I, I, I think it's a hook. I think it's good. I think it's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to mess Okay. You got to give some so, no, people something to come back for. I'm don't be alarmed. There's a tractor in the warehouse. Oh, this whole thing is. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is. I'm going to dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can. So, I'm probably just going to cut another.